Today's episode of the Women's Sports Matter podcast is sponsored exclusively by Haya. Coaches, are you looking for a better way to communicate with your team? Haya is a simple communication and scheduling app for sports teams. Haya allows coaches to cut down on emails and texts to save a ton of time on team admin. 180,000 teams have signed up for the app, which allows coaches, parents, players, and volunteers to easily communicate and organize practices and games. Do yourself a favor by downloading Haya for free by typing H-E-J-A in the App Store. Thank you again to Haya for exclusively sponsoring today's episode. Hello, everyone, and welcome back to another episode of the Women's Sports Matter podcast. My name is Gianna Del Castro, and I am your host. Again, I am at the United Soccer Coaches Convention. Today is day two, but, I mean, this episode is going up next week, so that doesn't really matter for you guys. So, whatever. Anyway. I'm just doing more interviews because why not? There's so many awesome people here within the soccer world. Because soccer is the best sport in the world, or football, whatever you want to call it. Okay, I'm not gonna judge you if you say football. I'm American. Deal with it. But anyway, I have someone from the college coaching world. Would you like to introduce yourself? Yeah, my name is uh, Jen Klein, and I'm the current head coach at the University of Michigan, and really happy to be here. Not a lot of people uh, on Twitter that I follow like Michigan. So they're not gonna. They're probably not gonna like. They're more like Ohio. We won't hold that people. against them today, we, right? We won't hold that against them. <laughs> Yesterday, um, when I had Doctor Mister Price on, she talked about Man United, and I was like, "We we don't talk about Man United on here. This is a Chelsea fan." Oh, okay. Podcast. Very nice. Um, so Big Ten soccer. Yes, it's very competitive. Yeah, it absolutely is. I mean, uh, you look at. Uh, Teams that uh, were in towards the tail end of the NCAA tournament, Rutgers making it to the the Final Four um, in the semis, uh, us to the Elite Eight, um, and you had a couple other teams within our league that were in the Sweet 16. So definitely a competitive league, and even the teams that didn't make it to the NCAA tournament, um, you know, are are tough component, are tough opponents, and uh, got to be prepared for every match. Do you think it is the most competitive out of the Power Five conferences? You know, I think when you look at the the landscape, uh, probably the ACC uh, remains at the at the top. Um, but I do think the Big Ten is pushing definitely in the top three, if not now number two, just based off of the performance of our teams this last year. Um, but I do think we're we're, we're definitely uh, towards the top of the Power Five, and I think of all the conferences. So when you became coach of Michigan, what was that process like? Did you know that you wanted to move on to a Big Ten school like Michigan or just you were looking for a new experience? Yeah, um, you know, I started out my uh, college coaching career at UNLV as an assistant coach. Um, My head coach at the time left to take a different job and I got hired on as a head coach. at the time, the youngest Division One head coach in the country, um, and then went back to being an assistant. Uh, from there, uh, followed my uh, my head coach to, to USC. Um, but along the way, since being a head coach, knew that I wanted to go back and and be a head coach again. And I was a very fortunate to be. Um, at USC where I was happy, things were really good. So I could be selective and, and picky. And I got an opportunity to go to a, a, a women's coaches um, symposium and the Michigan softball coach, uh, Carol Hutchins was the keynote speaker. And the way she spoke about Michigan, Michigan athletics, the way that they support their women's programs, um, the tenure of their head women's uh, coaches, softball, field hockey, uh, gymnastics, 
really needed a place that if that ever opened up, I would want to be a part of it. And, you know, uh, it did open and uh, now I'm here. So uh, it's been been great. And I really enjoy uh, my time at Michigan. Sounds like a fun time to me. I mean, I've never been up to Ann Arbor and you're not that. that far illinois it's a quick little uh drive and or quick train ride drive. yes more like five six <laughs> hours i don't even know where ann arbor is the thumb you gotta do everybody from michigan you do this so then you know uh, yeah okay i see i see now um so coaching yes. why coaching why coaching? Um, I love the sport of soccer. Uh, when I was basically getting ready to graduate, uh, the league, the women's pro league here in the States had uh, folded um, and there wasn't a lot of opportunity overseas at the time. And so if I really wanted to stay in the game, coaching was uh, the way to do it. And so as soon as I graduated from college, um, stayed on uh, at my university, University of Arizona as a volunteer, started coaching clubs, started coaching ODP, coach really anything I could coach um, just to, cause I loved it. And that's, uh, that's how I got into it. It's just cause I wanted to be uh, involved in the game. Staying involved. Love that. I try my best to stay involved. And my way of doing that is this show. Awesome. And also trying to like do stuff on social media as well. We're growing the game here. We're growing the game of soccer in the United States because let's be honest, soccer in the US, eh, soccer in other places in the world. Oh my goodness. I know they're trying to push to get the World Cup here in Kansas City. I got a flag for that yesterday when I went up to the exhibit hall. Um, in terms of players that you've coached going on to pro leagues, whether it's in the NWSL or somewhere in Europe, what is that process like? Because I'm interested to know how, like, what they're thinking. Do I go in the draft? Do I try yeah. somewhere overseas? How does that work? You know, I think the the pathway uh, for players that want to play professionally, um, there's a lot of different ways to do it now. Um, I think, you know, the NWSL, as they're working through, is working out their their process of, of getting new players into the league. And, you know, last year during COVID, it did um, complicate the situation because you, you had players that could come back for a fifth year. They didn't have to declare for the drafts, but they their rights could be picked up by clubs. Um, and then it was like, what happened? you know, this year with all of that. So I do think this year um, there was a, a bit more complication to the issue just based off of what we did with, uh, you know, COVID. But, um, you know, I think for every player, they have to think about uh, what's the best fit for them. Um, you know, there's so many more opportunities here in, in the States with the NWSL continuing to expand. Uh, you have two new teams uh, coming in this year with the teams in California and, you know, hopefully more and more, you um, cities keep adding teams, which will then provide more opportunity and more spaces for uh, players to play here. But the, the women's game is growing internationally. And you look at, you know, the leagues that are uh, Sweden, England, Fran uh, France, uh, Germany, uh, even Mexico. I mean, we have a, a, a senior that just graduated, uh, Nikki Hernandez, that's now down um, in Mexico playing. Uh, and, um, you know, so there, there's just so many now opportunities and, and really they can now find a league that best fits them and where they feel they're going to continue to grow and develop and then, you know, be picky and choosy and, you know, see where they want to go end a career or what cool city they want to go play in. 
Yeah, I know with um, the W League starting for the USL and eventually the Super League in 2023, there's even now more options to play here. It's not just um, pre-professional. There's different pathways for these athletes to go and compete, which I think is awesome. I am so excited to see what happens with that, especially with the W League. There's two teams in Chicago. That's awesome. Like, can't get any better than that. Absolutely. And Chicago is such a great uh, soccer community and, um, you know, a lot of a lot of great things around there. So um, I think you're going to see that more and more in cities as, you know, the uh, – different leagues and support around uh, women's soccer continues to grow and these communities are going to show show up and, and be there because it is a sport that people love to, to watch, participate and support. So in terms of scouting, I know that that is quite the process, but I don't know that much about it. So I want to know more specifically what you are looking for as a coach. Uh, to bring to Michigan? Yeah, I think, you know, first and foremost for us, it's all about finding the right fit. Um, there's a ton of talented players. Uh, I think that that's the, the, the great thing to go out there and see is that there's just so many great players out there. And what's also great is there's so many places for them to go play, right? And um, there's a lot of great experiences. And for us in particular, um, making sure that we find players that have, uh, that meet positional needs based off of what we're graduating out um, and what we need with in that freshman class so really making sure we fit those needs making sure that we do a good job of identifying players that fit us uh from a soccer perspective technically and, and tactically that they have skill sets that when we know that we bring them in they're going to be able to to grow thrive uh, but be able to execute um and so really making sure that we have those dialed in with each specific position um but then it comes down to the person and really making sure that we're bringing in young women that meet the the, the qualities that we're looking for within the players um and that comes down to players that have a we mentality uh players that are competitive they want to be the best they want to perform at the highest level um players that are fit mentally physically emotionally um to be a division one uh, women's soccer player, it's demanding. I mean, it, it's a, it's a tough, tough, t it's fun and unbelievable experience, but it is challenging. You're trying to be a full-time student and also be this full-time, um, athlete. And so making sure that they're, they're prepared and, and they utilize all the resources to maintain that fitness, right? Like it's not just about like on them, you know, how do you utilize all the resources and then being problem solvers for us, we really want our players to, make decisions based on what the game demands um you know what's the opponent doing um and how do we solve it uh but also off the field as well coming into college is is the time where you're growing and learning to be an adult and you got to live with the consequences of your decisions and that's something that you know we want them to be able to grow through um, and learn from and then the last is taking ownership of their development as a person as a student and as an athlete and you know within our recruiting process players are committing you know one to one and a half years before they come to our school and so you want them to be committed to to growing in that time but then also once they get to our university are they taking advantage of all the resources all the expertise of, of the people that are around them um, of their experiences so that way they're they're different from freshman year uh, into senior year so those are the qualities that we look for beyond the soccer part um, and it, it's it's about getting to know them you know uh, through the recruiting process to make sure that they they check those boxes and then we know when they come in to our program they're going to thrive but also help grow our culture from year to year so are you looking like all across the 
United States uh, oh, and worldwide because I know you probably got to travel a lot yeah. to go and see all these players. Are yeah. there specific states that you go to mostly or just does it depend on the player? You know, I think first and foremost, like Michigan, there's unbelievable uh, players in Michigan and we want to make sure that we, we keep the best players in Michigan. Obviously, there'll be players that want different experiences beyond our, our state borders, which is fine, but we want to make sure that we have good representation of our, of our home state. And then after that, it's really, you know, going out and, and finding those those players that we feel fit, but also want to be a part of what we're doing. Um, you know, over time, we've developed relationships with 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 clubs or coaches that, you know, we were in line with um, their style of play and how they develop. And so that's kind of your starting point. But then for us, it's about, you know, going out and, and no no rock, you know, that we're not going to overturn to, to try to find uh, that player that we feel is going to make us better. And um, so, yeah, we, we, we go all over and um, we do have some international players. We, we have uh, some players from Canada, player from New Zealand. Um, and so adding that international uh, into our program um, just adds a different layer. And uh, so it's great. I mean, we, we love getting players from all different areas because um, it just their style of play, where they come from. Uh, it just uh, diversifies our team um, in really positive ways. Also, the fact that you get to learn about different cultures and Absolutely. learn more about the people in general is sounds like a lot of fun. Yes. I wish I could have an environment like that. That sounds awesome. So rivalries. Yes. I know that Michigan, with all its different sports teams, has its very specific rivals. I want to know in terms of Michigan women's soccer. Yeah. What are some of the main rivals? Yeah, I mean, you can't get past the, the, the Ohio States and the Michigan States because yeah. we are affiliated with the University of Michigan, and, and those are just, you know, they're they're inbred into any uh, young Michigan fan, or as soon as you step on campus, uh, those definitely are, are rivalries. Um, but I would say, like, teams that have a great rivalry, a very healthy rivalry that I think really has pushed us as a program um, is Penn State. So much respect for for what that program has done over their time. I mean, they, they, they're a program within the Big Ten that's won a national championship. And, you know, I feel as if it's uh, we sharpen each other, right, and, and make each other better. And so really appreciate that. But really within the Big Ten, it's um, there's no easy – no easy game. I was just talking with last night, uh, Janet Rayfield, the head coach at Illinois, and we were just saying that there's no easy game within the league, that everybody brings their own um, own stuff to the game. You know, it's like you're coming into a fight and you don't know what what they're bringing and what you're bringing, and you got to have all of these different uh, these different weapons to be able to do it. And I think that's what I love about the Big Ten. And, you know, what's so great is we've had um, – the league has had a big uh, – change within the coaches uh, since my time. And you're seeing like uh, us in Michigan, uh, Michigan State, Minnesota, Indiana, Maryland, and these new coaches are coming in and they're bringing great styles of play, great vision, um, and they're making our league better, which is, you know, really, uh, it's important. Um, when you talk about, you know, the best league, like we, we can't shy from good coaches coming into our league and making their programs better because ultimately it's going to make, make us better and make us have to stay on the, on the front foot, right? and be uh, be willing to grow and evolve so that way we stay relevant and, and keep a sustained level of, of success. I've never been to a college soccer game before. I've barely been to professional soccer games before. So what is the atmosphere like at these games? Are there a lot of people there? Yeah. Is the, the fan energy just yeah. 
amazing. I want to learn more. Yeah, I think, you know, our, our league and our fans around our, our, our Big Ten league is growing. I think what's unbelievable, we played uh, Rutgers um, in the Big Ten tournament championship at Rutgers, and it was a sellout crowd. It was the biggest crowd uh, that Rutgers has, has had in their stadium, and the atmosphere was unbelievable. Listen, was there more fans for Rutgers than there were for Michigan. We had our small like core crew, but regardless, you had a bunch of fans there that were excited about the game, cheering, making the atmosphere unbelievable. And, you know, what, what's great is now this is just finishing my fourth year at Michigan and, and we're starting to see this following within the Ann Arbor community and our fanship is, is, is growing um, beyond just what the, our, our student population, but now people in the community that, that want to come. And um, I do you think our success is, is helping grow that fan base but it's also i think our style of play um that's helping it's fun it's exciting um and, and so i do think that that helps and you know it every week and every game is, is slightly different when it comes to your fans but um i, I will say it, it's definitely fun and you got some good loyal people out there that you know they'll be at it rain rain shine cold whatever it is no matter the weather, they're yes. going to be there. I don't know if I could do that. Personally, I get cold really easily, um, especially with this weather right now. Yeah, absolutely. Way colder here than it is uh, in Chicago and Ann Arbor, huh? No, it's colder back uh, home. It was so much back colder. Yesterday when we were coming in or when I was leaving, um, when we were going to Midway, I was like, I cannot feel my fingers. And I was outside for two seconds, and I had gloves on. Yeah. It's a little bit warmer here. Not by that much, though. Anyway, when it comes to, you know, watching these games and uh, on TV or whatever, and then also with, like, social media, how do how do fans, um, how are they able to do that? Is it, I know there's the Big Ten that way, yeah. but not everything goes on. Right. So how can people watch yeah, I think that's something that, you know, as a soccer community, especially within the, the, the college game, we, we want to make sure that our games are more accessible to our fans. And, you know, I think looking at the, the NCAA tournament and, and making sure the quality of those streams um, are of quality so that way our fans can access it and, and it really showcases the quality of the product that's on the field so you know currently right now um, within the Big Ten we have the Big Ten Network and then games get streamed through that um, there's a lot of student U programs that are on our campuses that help to create broadcasts uh, of it but it, it's definitely something that I think there's a product out there um, I think the product is good I think fans and people want to watch it um, and so now it's just you know working with our partnerships when it comes to the network works and um, different ways of streaming the game that we can make it uh, accessible so um, people can see it because it is fun and it's a good it's a good uh, good good game to watch I mean you've seen a lot of young women that are unbelievable athletes they're great soccer players they're doing unbelievable things in the classroom and on their their campuses and you want to make sure that uh, we showcase that and you can also follow along on social media, I assume. As well. Absolutely, Twitter, Facebook. Uh, although I don't know how popular Facebook is as much these days, but uh, Instagram. Um, and it, it's so cool because I think you know um, the players that we coach—they've grown up with us. These types of platforms. Um, you know, I I'm on the group started in college. Facebook just started, so that's why I still have an affiliation with the the Facebook. But. Um, you know, I think uh, it's easy for them, and it, they act, they get provide so much content, and it's so easy for them to, to help us do it. So, yeah, definitely all the platforms uh, you can access and, and follow us along.
So people should be following. I oh, assume, absolutely. Right? Yeah. Yes, let's get it going. Yeah, absolutely. Follow them. I'm telling you to do it. So please do it. Okay? Awesome. Now it's time for the lightning round. Okay, let's do it. First question I always ask, if you're reading a book or listening to an audiobook right now, or maybe just any book in general that you've read, what would you recommend to the listeners? Wow. Uh, let's see. I just read, um, it's a book about uh, kind of the, the, the challenges that head coaches have to deal with, and I'm, I'm going to probably miss the title, but I think it's called The Tough Stuff. Um, and just watch, you know, just uh, read this book, and it was great because it just took you through, you know, all the things that head coaches have to deal with. And I think for whether you're a head coach, assistant coach, it's a great book because then you know what you're kind of going to be getting into and then how can you work through those those challenges to, to be the best version of yourself which ultimately will help your players what is your favorite disney film mulan yes i gotta put that back to my childhood best friend lucy griffin that was a movie we watched quite a bit together so i would definitely have to say that one I grew up watching Wally a ton. That's still my favorite. Like Pixar, Disney, I think it's the same thing. So that's what I'm going to say okay. personally. When it comes to traveling with the team, I'm sure there's so much music that they play. What is your least favorite song that they play? Oh, I don't even know. You don't even know? Half of the time, I don't even like it's like, what is this? But we usually do is listen. This is we'll tell you. I think yeah, it's usually what I do that they that they dislike. Smart. But we would do a first road trip of the year. We always do uh, iPod karaoke, um, and everybody participates. There, there's nobody that's excluded, including the coaching staff. And I got up, and it's a game. You basically you have to know all the words to the song. Well. There's only one song that at the time I could think of, I knew all the words and I'd be able to give an unbelievable performance. Earl had to die by the chicks. I got up to sing it and they basically booed me off the bus. So yes, I think it's more of what I try to choose that they get upset with. Interesting. I've never heard of that song, but I will. And that's the problem. They had that. So after. I, listen, everybody check it out. It's a classic. That's cool. Listen to the coach. It's a classic. <laughs> Come on. If you were able to design the uniforms that your team wears, what is something that you would include on that? So maze. That was one of the first things coming into the program is that I wanted us to have a maze uniform. I was definitely get provided pushback on it, but now everybody loves the, the maze. I think it's a, it's a color of victory. Uh, I think it looks sharp. And so uh, definitely got to have some maze. Got to have the block M. Uh, but I like more simple uh, uniforms than, than flashy. You don't like the flashy? Although there's been a couple, some of the NWSL uniforms have been like super awesome. Like Racing Louisville looks super clean. Uh, the, the Red Stars had like the, the city line on theirs, which was really, really cool. So there's a lot of really cool uh, jerseys out there. So who knows what, what it could end up looking like. If you could have a head coaching job somewhere in Europe, where would you want to coach? Uh, definitely probably in England, uh, just because uh, I love England. I got opportunity to, to visit um, a couple of years ago to London, uh, but probably somewhere in, in, in England would love a, a chance to, to coach. I think it'd be really fun. I, you know, you, you get an opportunity to watch the English Premier League and then you get to, a chance to watch the, the, the women's top league now that it's, you know, shows up on TV, but you can yep. use the at to football and watch them. Um, I think it would be a lot of fun. 
I've always wanted to go to England. I've always wanted to go to London specifically because I'm a Chelsea, Chelsea, Chelsea fan. fan. Yeah. Let's go. Let's get it going. I, I've been wanting to go forever. I haven't haven't had the opportunity. I'm extremely busy. I do so much stuff. You got to make some time there. It definitely would be worth it. I mean, I want to go study abroad. I don't know if I would specifically want to go to London right now. I do have a dream. Like, wherever I go to school, I want to somehow like get a chance to go to the World Cup in Australia. Or no, oh, awesome. I want to go to New Zealand specifically. I don't want to go to Australia yet. Uh, just to like go and cover it somehow, yeah. some yeah. way. Okay. <sighs> Put it out there. Let's see. I'm see manifesting what can work. Yeah, today. Yeah, that's exactly it. <laughs> I don't do that often, but yeah, I'm manifesting. Okay. We're so getting you to the World yes, Cup in New Zealand. Cup here we go. I said it here first. So it's, it's a fact now. I'm going. Final question. If there was three words to describe your players, what would it be and why? First one I would have to say is fun. Fun slash funny. I think they're very, very hilarious. They have unbelievable personalities. Um, I think competitive. Uh, and then I would say um, driven. Yeah. Yes, they definitely, they, they find the humor in everything and keep everything light, um, but they also are competitive and driven. It, it, it's, it's a very nice harmony, I would say. Sounds like a fun program. Yeah, absolutely. Maybe I should go up yeah, to, come to on. Ann Arbor. Take the drive, let's go. Or the I'll, train ride. I'll think about it. Okay. I'll think about it maybe for next year. Hey, who knows if I'm if I'm going to a Big Ten school and I manage a team, you know, I might just be there for school and I'll, I'll say hello. Awesome, sounds good. Now it's time to plug away. Social media, whatever you want to say, go ahead. Yeah, just honestly go look up uh, Michigan Women's Soccer on all the platforms. Um, you know, they, they do a great job on all of them, just promoting our, our program. Uh, our players have some really good content. I believe all of their Instagram handles and stuff are on um, the roster page of our website, so you can go follow them. Um, and so, yeah. You don't want to plug your own social media? Oh, yeah. I, honestly, like, I, I'm not that big. I'm so bad on social media. I just retweet everything. So I would say don't follow, don't follow me. I'm not as fun. I mean, it's, I think, at Jen Klein 3. So you can there you post go. content from practices, make it more interactive. That's true. That's true. I need to get better. I'll improve. I think. Um, players on your team can can yeah you, they'll coach you yeah on the, exactly the world of social media that's exactly it to, to talk more about women's soccer at michigan yes all right now it's time for my spiel that's what i call it okay i like i make my voice go up a, a little bit it's like my my podcasting voice it's my normal voice and then i pause for a second okay if you want to follow me on social media guess what you can i am on three platforms Facebook and Twitter, it's the same handle. It's at WSM Podcast. And on Instagram, you can follow me at Women's Sports Matter. We've got a bunch of different resources linked down below. We got NAMI. We got the Trevor Project. We got a reg uh, link to register to vote. A link to get a vaccine if you haven't gotten your vaccine by chance, which is like, I think you should. Just say it. Anyway, YouTube channel, the Women's Sports Matter Podcast. You want to watch this interview? Yeah, of course you do. It's the Women's Sports Matter Podcast. We are 18 subscribers strong. I highly recommend going to subscribe to my channel because I think you should. 
Also, rate my show on Apple Podcasts, Spotify, wherever. Give me a review. Tell me how I'm doing. Or don't. You decide. I don't really care. Um, let's see. What else? All the links. You know, uh, Michigan Women's Soccer, Jen's information, linked down below in the description. I think that's it for me. I'm going to enjoy the rest of my time at the convention. I will see you guys whenever. I got a bunch of more uh, awesome interviews within the soccer world, so stay tuned for that. This is the Women's Sports Matter Podcast. I'm your host, Gianna Castro. I will see you next time. Bye-bye.